This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is going on, everyone? How we doing tonight? Yes? Welcome to the first live podcast and making podcasts great again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and welcome to QED Astoria. Give yourselves a round of applause for coming out and supporting this podcast. And without further ado, please keep it going for the President of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. You know, you could have gotten the curtain. I'm s- I didn't know I was supposed to get the curtain for you. You just walked. Well, I mean, I'm the president. Usually there's somebody who will take a curtain. Uh, well, my, my apologies, Mr. President. Well, we'll see if we accept it. All right. Um, uh, I just want to say uh, welcome back to Queens. This isn't, isn't this where you grew up? Love Queens. Prefer that I'm a king. You know, it's better than queen. But... Uh, it's good to be back. I took the N-word train to get here, so that was good. I, I, Mr. Pr- I don't think it's... Not a lot of blacks, though. I thought there would have been more it- on the train. You know, you name it the N-word train, and then it's like, you got, you know, Chinese, love, love the Asians. You got a lot of different people, but uh, kind of a misleading name of a train, if we're being totally honest. But it, it's not the N-word train. It's just the N-train. It's the N, the R, well, the Q. There's I mean, no you don't have to go. I'm already not saying the full word. You don't have to go more PC and <laughs> say it's not the N-word. It's just N. It's just the N-train. It's not the, it's not the N-word train. You know that, right? Well, I'm calling it the N-word train. Okay. The, you can call it whatever you At want, At least Mr. I didn't President. take the retard train, because that one goes to another area of Queens. Probably the, the area you're from. Well, that's not very nice, Mr. President. Well, you know. The, you mean the R train? You're calling, saying I'm the retard train? Is that what you're saying? Because I drove here, so I didn't take any well, train. You know, then the left is going to be very upset with you and, you know, killing the environment and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, it has been a, a crazy week for you. A crazy week for you. One of your friends recently passed. Uh, my condolences. R.I.P. Rest in power, Jeffrey. <laughs> Rest in power, <laughs> Jeffrey. There's a lot of shadiness going around. Going tremendous. On. Excuse me. Tremendous. But, but excuse me. I was trying to introduce the story. You know what? I'll wait until you're quiet. Are you? Excuse me. Are you ready? I'm ready. You can now ask your question. So you interrupted me. Do you have a? Qu- have I thought you had a question. Well, I was going to introduce what the topic was. Well, now you're just talking about nothing. So why don't you get to the topic? Sure. So Jeffrey Epstein allegedly committed suicide. Very weak. It's not the way to go out. Do you think it really was a suicide? Well, I think you know. There's obviously a lot of talk, a lot of evidence, a lot of uh, important people on Twitter suggesting that he might have been killed by. Crooked Hillary and Bill. <laughs> what, and, what do you think? Well, I think it's certainly a possibility. There's a lot of people that go disappearing around the Clintons. Also, didn't Bill Clinton uh, go to that pedophile island or whatever you call well, it? Well, you f- said it. I've heard the same rumors. So, <laughs> You know, Bill Clinton, I have locker room talk, but I'm a very you know, good Christian, very moral. Of course. Whereas Bill Clinton did way worse than the things that I've just said. And it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, him and Epstein had their thing and, and he said, you know what, I, I don't want uh I don't want this information getting out. Because people who have served jail time in the prison that he was in and under that kind of security said the the sheets are so thin that you couldn't hang yourself from them and people were saying it was impossible for him to commit suicide and I haven't heard anything about toxology reports are coming out. So well, I think in, in time you're going to see a lot of information coming out, a lot of things that we don't quite know yet that are going to come to light, and you're going to be, I think a lot of people will be very 
very surprised at uh, some of the things that we learn, and I've heard some very bad things. Are you going to be named in these very bad things, Mr. President? I sure hope not. Well, no, I, they, you know, they won't name me, and if, you know, if they name me, then maybe we'll have uh, some of our Second Amendment people take <laughs> care of it. What are you exactly saying, Mr. President? You're going to get the militias on these people? I didn't say that. Okay, well, I'm asking you what you mean. Well, I said our Second Amendment people might get some things done. Can you give me a little more information about that? Well, what do you think it means? I, I Every time I guess what it means, I'm always wrong. Well, and I've never met you, Ray, so I don't know why you're... <laughs> You're saying you always guess. I've never seen you before in my life. Well, I've heard... Trust me, I would remember, you know, you, you some, some little guy walking around with a computer. Well, <laughs> I'm not walking around. It's sitting right here. I've heard this podcast, and every single time a, tef, t uh, a tech stuff guy says something to you and assumes something, he always assumes wrong. So that's why I wanted to play it safe and ask you what you meant by the Second Amendment people. And what they're going to do great for you. Patriots who love our Constitution with an emphasis on the great Second Amendment. I, that really didn't give me much information, Mr. Well, President. then maybe this will be your last time being the tech stuff guy. <laughs> How about that? Maybe that's what will happen. Well, you mentioned Second Amendment. Great Amendment. You did visit the victims in, in El Paso and, and, and Dayton. As well as in uh, Houston and Omaha. Very tragic. What? Why did you visit those cities? They well, they're American cities, and you go, you know, when there's shootings, you got to visit and comfort uh, our great people. But isn't it more important to comfort the people who went through these shootings? Well, that's what we did. Oh, nothing happened in Omaha. Were you in Omaha? No, well, but... Well, then, I'm telling you that some things happened. What? Well, inform me. What happened? You know, these, these people all know. You know you know what I'm talking about. You know that the great shooting's in Omaha, so we don't need to go through it again. It's a waste of the valuable time of the people who came out for the great live episode of the Great Making Podcasts. Great again. Tremendous. Well, I don't know why you visited those cities, but I have a question. Well, I'm the president of all people, not just cities that you pick out. They're not. <laughs> I didn't pick these cities. There were mass shootings in these. Excuse me. What? That's very loud tone. <laughs> there were mass shootings in these two cities. These two cities are the most important for you to visit right now. Well, you know, that's why we went there. But then you just mentioned Omaha and, and another, I don't even know. See, I don't know Houston. if you know this because you're a tech stuff guy and I don't know what your situation is, but I go to a lot of places. I have a very large private plane, great plane, and I go to many places in our great country because I am the president. Now, I know there's no demand for tech stuff people all over the country, but the president has to go to a lot of places. So, yes, we visited, you know, where the victims were, and it was very, very important and sad. And What know, cities were that? You know, like a lot of cities. So we went to the ones, you know, I mean, you know the cities. I'm not sure, though, because you confused me before. Well, once again, you're not going to be back, so <laughs> no need to really get play catch-up with you. By the way, good condiment. Okay. And <laughs> we went, we went, we visited the great people. They liked me a little bit more in, in Ohio than they did in uh, Texas, Beto land. You know, they didn't like... They were very rude down there, but I took that baby and took a photo with it. So I think the baby is a very big MAGA fan. So what made you think that? Well, it was very, you know, it was very happy. It had me and Melania, and we were holding it, and uh, it was very nice. People are saying that you were fake news. <laughs> That's the people you're talking about. I can well, tell. Well, I'll, now I'll rephrase it. I saw the pictures of you with a lot of the victims, and I don't know why you look so happy and you were giving thumbs up in those pictures. You think that's really appropriate for these people who were just shot? It looked you know, like they say, excuse me, they say laughter is the best medicine. Have you heard this? Right, you were telling well, jokes? Well, I just, no, on the Air Force One, we'd watched Borat for the first time. 
and he was always doing the thumbs up. He was always giving thumbs up to the camera. And I said, you know, people love laughter, and you know, maybe if I'm supportive of this Borat guy, you know, to prove that I'm not anti-immigrant, because everybody <laughs> wants to say that. So I thought this is kind of a win-win: pro-immigrant message, pro-comedy. Cheer up the good people of America who've been through some very sad, very sad things. So it's uh, it's a good thing. So your plan to deal with the victims of these shootings came from Borat. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's it's a good movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a uh, no. It's, it's, it's a, a very great movie. movie. I just don't think I would get a learn a lesson and how to deal with victims. Well, I was, excuse me, I was in entertainment for many years on a number one hit show, so I know a lot about entertainment. I wouldn't expect you to know as much as I do, so why don't you No, just of course not. Well, there you go. But The Apprentice wasn't a comedy. But there were some things that made people laugh. I was also in Home Alone 2, one of the great films <laughs> of all time. That was a comedy. You thought that was a great film? Well, it made a lot of money. Yes, doesn't mean it's great. I mean, Fast and Furious, they make a lot of money, well, too. Well, you know, it was the last movie before Michael Jackson got his clutches into Macaulay Culkin, so <laughs> I think it's a good movie, and I think we should remember, and I think you're being very disrespectful Allegedly. to Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> so apparently, maybe you should hang out with Jeffrey Epstein if you think Michael Jackson's so good to Macaulay Culkin. I, I didn't even say he was good to Macaulay and I can't... I can't even hang out with Jeffrey Epstein if I wanted to. That's because right, because you're not rich enough. No, but he's I, allegedly he's dead. I couldn't hang out well, with him. We'll see. Maybe he, es maybe he escaped with Crooked Hillary. <laughs> well, like I said, there's a lot of information. We're going to find out a lot of things in the days to come. But do you think... So you don't think next to a victim who is hurting, giving a thumbs up and cheesing it, that's... You don't think that's inappropriate a little bit? Like, maybe tone it down a notch? You remember when Obama, your favorite probably? I remember <laughs> when Obama went to that church and everybody was sad? And then he started singing and it got even more depressing? <laughs> Who wants that? Who wants that? I go to the hospital and I say, let's have fun. You don't need to be more depressed. But your parents just got shot, baby. Let's smile. Let's have fun. But what did you do to make them... You're not telling me what you did to make them Well, that's between us. But why wouldn't you share it with everyone? Because that's their business. Their president visited them to have a private moment and, uh, you know, make them feel better. And that something should be between a president and uh, the nurses at the Dayton Hospital. The, nur the nurses? Don't you mean the victims? Well, them too as well, obviously. We, we love the victims. We love the nurses. They're very good people. And... Uh, that's not for you to know. What, that you were spending time with the nurses? Well, any of it. Why, why do you want to know so much about these poor victims? Why don't you leave them alone? They've been through so much. I, I'm not... I think, it, I think it's rude of you. I'm not even bothering them. They're None of them are here. I'm not doing anything to them. You're being very disrespectful to what they went through. By asking you what you did when you went there? Yes. Okay. I, 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 then I can't really ask any more questions because I wanted to know what you did there and how you made them heal. And, and well, I'm not a doctor. The doctors do the healing. I just came with great laughter and great charisma. Pres it's called presidential charisma. And we had a great time. And they were, I think, healed by my presence. Oh, so just by being near you, they were healed. You ever see the movie Cocoon? Yeah. <laughs> It's like that, except I get even stronger. <laughs> so they take my energy, but I don't... Nobody break dances. You don't see, like, old people break dancing, and you don't see... But instead of the cocoon dying, it becomes a stronger Trump. I, I'm learning things today. I had no clue that you give power to people. That's amazing. Well, a lot of power to people. They write manifestos. You, what do you see that? What, They're in awe. They're in well, awe of the presidential <laughs> powers that I possess. A lot of power. I, can I ask you what you meant? power. What did you mean by, by manifestos? I, just, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Well, look it up. It's a word. No, I know, but what did you mean by that in the context of what we were talking about? 
like people, they see their president, they want to write long essays praising me. I don't see what's wrong with that. All right. I was just asking because you, a lot of these mass shooters write manifestos before they go Well, they're shoot. crazy. Those are the bad manifestos. Oh, so there's good manifestos and very, bad manifestos. Very good manifestos. We get all the best manifestos. <laughs> <laughs> we call them magnificent manifestos. That's what we call them. That's what we refer to them. Very uh, good. Okay. Well, I... I booked a guest today, Mr. President, and I, know, I don't know if you know who it is, but it's a, a good friend of yours, and I think you'd be very happy to see her. So without further ado, our, our guest tonight, um, she used to work for you, okay? She was the former House Press Secretary. Please, everyone, welcome Sarah. Hope Hicks. Who? Who? You don't remember the hot, the hot model that worked for me? Wow, she, was, she worked very hard for the White House, I can tell you that. Hope no. Hicks, everybody. We love Hope Hicks. No, that's, that's not what I was going to say. Well, who are you going to... It's, it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, Big Huck. We love Big yes, Huck. Yes, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Silver medal. Yes. Silver medal for Big Huck. We love Big Huck. Mr. President, you're so funny. Well, thank you. You're the, one of the best, Tuck. You're one of the up. best. Cracks me up every time, every time. Uh, it's a little tangled over here. It's almost like my home life. All right. Uh, do you? Want I think if you if you pick up the mic stand, then you'll have the court. Uh, I'll, I'll help you out, Miss Sanders. Is that what you want me to call you? I don't know how to address you. Uh, Miss Sanders is fine. Okay, Miss Sanders. That is my name. I am married. Welcome okay. to the LGBTQED venue. <laughs> Mike Pence, his favorite venue, he loves this place. I usually stand in front of something like this. I'm a little out of my elements. All right. How, how are y'all doing? It's nice to be at this nightclub. Here we are. Well, <laughs> it's a great nightclub. It's a it's hot a spot. It, All right. It's really, that's not a nightclub. But uh, um, strike eight on the tech <laughs> stuff guy. I'm just giving facts. You don't like fake news. And I'm if giving, I said this was a nightclub, I'm then. I'm giving facts. It's nighttime and we're at a club. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Big Huck. <laughs> and only he calls me that. I, I will not call you Big Huck. You just did. Okay, All well... Right. From Strike now, 13. It has uh, been a month since I have seen you, Mr. President. A month. It's been too long. Too long. Tell you what. Rested, though. Rested. Writing a book. Feels good. Going to be one of the great books of all time. I'm going to read it. I'm going to see if I can come back to uh, it's White gonna House. It's going to be the Bible. And uh, read it to the children Excuse on me. Easter morning. Excuse me, Big Huck. Hmm? It's going to be the Bible, the art of the deal, and Big Huck untitled. Mr. President. <laughs> There's your top three books Mr. of President. all time. Oh, you flatter me. You flatter me, Mr. President. That's too much. That's too She's much. right after the Bible? Did you not hear what I said? I'm just confirming. It's called the, it's called the Bible in yeah. a tie with the art of the deal. Okay. Followed by... Big Huck Untitled. Okay. Don't be sacrilegious. Well, do you know, Mr. President, that it's big, it, sorry, it's Miss Sanders' birthday today. She well. is 37 years oh old, everyone. 52 yes. years old. Unbelievable. She's no. 52. 37. 37, not 30. 52. 37. Like in dog years? What are we talking about? No, Sorry. no. In human years, she's 37 years 37's old. 37 a good. I think Ivanka so is 37. And a little bit so different funny. appearance, so if, uh, if we can be totally honest. Well, those are two different types of 37. He's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, he just cracks me up. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Well, what I wanted to. You've want seen Ivanka, right? Tech. Yeah, tech, no, yes. Tech I, Ray. I, I, I've seen Ivanka before. It's yeah. a pretty good 37. What is his name? She's, Ron? A, she's a good 37 for sure. Ray, this is Ray. Ron? Well, Ron, we'll call him Ron. Right. Ron Ray, it's fine. No, just Ron. Okay. You're Ron now. All right, I'm Ron. I don't know. You're certainly not right. We oh. know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everyone here should sing happy birthday to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You're going to make me blush here and here. Okay. It's going to be too much. Well, it's going to be too much. It is your birthday, right? Oh. So, everyone, one, two, three. 
Happy birthday to you. Uh, ugly cry. Happy birthday to you. Mr. President, why don't you sing? Happy birthday, dear. Sarah it was also my birthday recently. Sanders. Happy I had a birthday as well, and I'm the president. You. Thank you all so much. Happy birthday, Huck. But I, I also had a birthday, by the way. No, you I know, know but so it's it not the no nicest thing a room of reporters has ever done for me. It's so good. <laughs> a lot of fake news, Thank tremendous fake news in this room. Well, it's, it's Mr. President, I don't know why you tried to step on her happy birthday song. Who stepped on what? He didn't step on anything. Thank you. He's rubber and we're glue. All right. Now whose birthday is And you're is a Kushner, I can tell, which is also a Jew. See how that rhymed? Rubber, glue, I'm a Jew. Is that? Oh, well, it's called bars. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye taught me that. One of our great African Americans. Maybe the greatest. The greatest? Well, he's up there. Better than Martin Luther King Jr.? Well, Kanye's alive. How about that? I'm sorry, that's not PC enough. Is that not true? Am I, you know, I don't know what history books you read, but. Uh, no, that is true. But well, there you go. We're talking about greatness, and I don't know how you put Yeezy above MLK Jr. That's Excuse me. Was, did Coretta, that was her wife, his wife's name, did she look like Kim Kardashian? I don't think so. Strike two for MLK. <laughs> That's Junior, by the way. Junior, not even the original MLK. <laughs> and we know Don Jr. is very weak. <laughs> So I can only imagine, maybe MLK was a very strong man, but MLK Jr. Also, I think 37 when he died. So Big Huck is also beating wow. him right now. <laughs> that was funny. You didn't see the humor in it? Not at all. Well, maybe you could buy a sense of humor or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you rent something. Well, Big Huck. I'll do my best. Mr. President, can we get back to some of the news stories here? I mean, well, are you steering the ship? What, what is I, going I on? I am. Here? I just don't. You, you know, I came from my club in New Jersey after having a great day of golf. Yes. And uh, you know, it's kind of nice of me to come all the way to, to you know, LGBTQED Pence. <laughs> my husband a, uh, uh, Brian with a Y was having a birthday celebration for me with our three kids, uh, Scarlett and uh, William and. Uh, yeah, who who cares about the third one? Well, he's They're young. Like he's a young kids one. are like testicles. After two, you forget about them. <laughs> <laughs> you speak the truth, Mr. President. Anyway, I got cake waiting for me back home, so uh, I'm doing y'all a favor. Where oh. did you get the cake from? Oh, my husband. We have the, our favorite bakery. It is They specialize. It's called Cake, Cake, Cake. That's a good title. And all they make is sheet cakes. It's beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Good. Angel, angel food, I assume. Uh, yeah. White frosting. Like, like white frosting, and okay. they put pork cracklings around it. It's good. I like it. And I assume that because you're disgusting. you're a great person of faith, you know the candles are probably crosses. That's very good. Probably. We like they that. Def definitely cross. Put some candle crosses. My African American. Do you hear that? My African American <laughs> gave me a big laugh. All the PC people sitting there not laughing. <laughs> we put thirty-seven. 37 flaming crosses on my sheet cake. <laughs> Very faith-based. Tremendous faith. Wait. Hold, can I? You have 37 flaming crosses but, on your sheet cake for your birthday? For, for, yes. Uh, you never heard of candles? You have, They're candles. It's called faith, okay? I know you're a Kushner. You don't understand our great Christian pride. Ron. But when you really want to bridge the gap between birthday and faith, that's how you do it at Cake, Cake, Cake. Great. One of the it's great bake shops. Bakery. One of the great bake shops bakery. that we have. I, so I, I'm sorry. I've just never heard of anyone putting flaming crosses on a birthday cake. Usually, can, I, can I just ask the audience, so it shows I'm not crazy. Has, has anyone here ever put a flaming cross on their birthday cake? Tremendous response. Unanimous. Everybody does it. This no one is, this is the opposite Opposite reaction of the prayer breakfast. Yeah, that's you know, called, I think the kids say that he, he owned himself on there that it is. one. But I didn't. There was, what, 
Who puts birthday candles on their birthday cake? Clap it up, please. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's not it's the, the same, same thing. thing. Same well, like thing. you said, clap it up. So if that's, you that's did do that. Excuse me. That's fooling our great podcast listeners who can't be here, even though we literally have tens of thousands of people in attendance. <laughs> this is the largest nightclub audience say, I've ever seen. You didn't largest. say clap for the first one. We only got a show of hands, which was everybody. And then you made them clap for your answer. Fake news. We can move on. <laughs> Mr. President, I know on this podcast I've heard you do impressions of different Asian leaders. I am this a is very good. talented impressionist. This is good. But you continue. I'm sorry. No, you can go. I'll let it th go this time. Uh, thank you. Do you think it was appropriate... You had at a Hamptons fundraiser. A lot of money, by the way, $12 million. A lot of money. But you were overheard doing impressions of the Asian leaders. Do you think it's appropriate in that setting? The great thing about this podcast and the reason so many great patriots love the show. Of course. Is because I give them the unfiltered Trump magic. I don't lie. I don't hide from the people. What do you think Shinzo would so say? So why shouldn't I do what I do on the podcast in front of a bunch of rich people raising money for the Soul Cycle guy? Oh, right, but if, if Shinzo heard this... By the way, Ivanka loves Soul Cycle. Does she? She's done wonders for her hips and her ass. Um, He's very health right. conscious. I mean, that's very just information that... Thank you, Big Huck. It's yeah. all about health. Of course, all about health and talking about your daughter's ass, which is a little weird. Don't but be disrespectful. I'm wow. not. I just think it's strange. I, if I had a daughter, I would not. Talk well, you about don't have ass. a daughter, and I don't like you talking about my daughter the way you are, <laughs> which is very disrespectful. But, Mr. President, what do you think Shinzo would actually say if he heard that you were making doing an impression of him? Well, I you, well to be honest, I spoke to him this morning. What did he say? Because you know. The stupid people that work for me thought, oh, I should smooth this out with Shinzo. And I told them, Shinzo's my best friend. Okay. He gets me. I don't have to smooth out anything. But I called him up and I said, Shinzo, you know, you can't trust this fake news. You know that I do a great impression of you. You know, and he was very respectful. He said, President Trump, you never have to apologize to me. Hey! And then he hung up, and we're cool. And that was it? He's Did a president. What more does he have to say? That was that's it. We're great, we're great friends. We understand each other, and uh, that's it. Did you call China, too, or just? No, we don't like China right now. Okay. So you just spoke to Shinzo and apologized. Did you actually apologize? Well, there was nothing to apologize for. Oh, we you just let him know what you were doing. I do the impression. Okay. So I was, he, knew, he knew already. All right. Sorry. That's how well. showbiz works. Now you know something. No, well, now I know. Can we jump to immigration, Mr. President? Are we done with Shinzo? I think, okay. well, Shinzo's a great friend. Yeah. I wish he could have been here, but he said, uh, I cannot make it. I have to run my country, but kill it on the live podcast, President Trump. And I said, that's why you're my homie. Nobody puts Abe in a corner. <laughs> well, I'm glad you still have a really good relationship with him. Well, I do. I said, I'm glad. Well, then, great. Thanks for your gladness. <laughs> we had Malcolm Gladwell over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. President. Immigration. I, I, this is pretty fucked up. Um, I agree. Immigrants are very <laughs> fucked up. But we're going to fix it. We are taking care of things. You, what came out today is that... Pence? No. <laughs> oh. Well, one of these days. One of these days, BGMP is going to come right out of that glass closet he's living in. Him and mother will come right out. And First president, by the way, maybe not everybody here knows this, first president to ever ele elevate an LGBTQED person to the vice presidency. But you know he's never come out and said he was gay. To you, maybe not to you. 
Oh. He doesn't even know you. So he said it to you? Well, you know, like I said on the previous episode, when you're watching Bohemian Rhapsody on the big screen and you see Pence enjoying himself, you, you get the idea. You, you know, you don't have to put, spell it out in words. I'm going to guess enjoying himself means he was masturbating in front of you, watching. Why would he do that? I don't know. Then I'm asking you what enjoying. Do you ever watch mo- what 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 kind of movies do you watch? You insinuated that he w- well, I would watch that movie and I would enjoy myself because I heard it's a very good movie. Well, there you he go. He won the Oscar. So why does Mike Pence have to be different than you? I mean, he's better than you, obviously, but. But you were you were talking about him, coming out of the closet to you and talking about watching the movie with him. So I thought he did something homosexual while you're watching the movie with him because you insinuated that. Nothing overtly homosexual. He came when Freddie Mercury (laughs) was on screen, but that was it. (laughs) And I have informed Melatonin, my wife, that cum doesn't always indicate cheating. (laughs) So that's where we're at. A lot of people confuse ejaculation with cheating sometimes, and it's not the same thing. How, How is it different? Well, in some cases, you know, you're just uh, comforting nurses in Dayton, Ohio. (laughs) And it's an act of love and of presidential leadership. Understood. Well, there we go. So immigrants now, what has come out is that if they get public benefits, they could be denied their green card. They can go, instead, we'll give them a copy of Green Book and tell them to go home. Well, that's not very nice, Mr. President. I well, should we not give them a copy of The Best Picture? I think that's a nice parting gift. <laughs> what I'm saying is that usually... Go enjoy Muhammad Ali and Viggo Mortenstern, and they'll, <laughs> they'll make you laugh, and they'll make you cry, and it's a very nice thing. But, mis- but Mr. President, usually people who come here from other countries... They are not very rich, and they're coming here to make a better life for themselves. So usually they need some public assistance, and if they get the public assistance, you're telling you you're you're not going to give them a green card? Well, you know what? When my book comes out, we'll put that in there too. They'll get a copy of Green Book and my book. Huck Book and Green Book. That's... I almost wouldn't want to leave the country just to get those gifts. That's how good those gifts are. They'll get my book. It'll blow their minds. They'll tell all about the White House. I mean... Tell some. Tell some. No, you can tell all because it's been nothing but great. We had so much fun. Tremendous I was so time. sad to leave that. It was just a party house. It was a real party house for us. It was real good. Very fun times being a great president. Really fun. I'm part of a creepy sandwich right now. This is very <laughs> uncomfortable right now, just what just happened. I think immigrants that come to this country, we love immigrants. we got to have a lot of immigrants, okay? They're great people, some of them. There's like two of them. They're great. But if you've got to use our precious American resources that should be going to farmers who are being hurt by this tremendous tariff that was put on them, and if they're our great West Virginia opioid people who need help, it shouldn't be going to some guy, you know, coming here from another country. It should go to our great people. But what I don't understand is that your first stance on immigration was that anyone who comes here is uh, an animal or a murderer or a rapist. Nope, just the Mexicans. Okay, just... <laughs> but you think... There we're are talking hun- all the Mexicans. Right, the Hondur- Guatemalan Mexicans, right. the Honduran Mexicans, the El Salvadorian Mexicans. They're some of the worst Mexicans. I, but it doesn't make sense because if they're coming here for a better life and they need public assistance, there's no way that they can get their green card and their... They're just going to be sent back. That it, that's not what America stands for. Well, it seems that's what we're doing, so I think that is what America stands for. Well, not throughout history, just now. Well, we've never been. The stock market has never been better, so I'd say we're at the best time in American history. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, Huck, what do you think? Best... Best time in American history? Absolutely, Mr. President. I don't even know what other times could compete. Uh, I can't think of one right now. Nothing. Any time before now, sucked. 
Yes. Horrible. Yesterday Horrible. was a piece of trash compared garbage to day. today. That's how garbage good we're doing. Day. Yesterday, literally garbage what day. What do you think was a great day, tech stuff guy? Because I can see you're not being very supportive. I just don't think what's going on right now is, is very good. Well, then you should probably do a better job hosting then. <laughs> Listen to your president. <laughs> what was your name, Jim? Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> your buddy Ken, I think his name is Cuccinelli. Is that how you pronounce his name? Good old Cooch, Kenny Cooch. <laughs> Kenny Cooch. <laughs> now, he's the acting director um, for the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration. And today he quoted, on the Statue of Liberty, it says, Give me your tired and your poor. And then he added to it... Remix! (laughs) (laughs) Who can stand on their own. Well, there you go. But usually when you come from another country, you're coming here for a better life. That means your life wasn't very good. So how are you going to stand on your own? Usually everyone who comes here poor, if you look throughout history, people have come here with 15 cents in their pocket, a dollar in their pocket, and they made the American dream happen. You are you're denying people the American dream. Well, you know, after watching The Godfather 2, we can't allow some of these poor immigrants to come in because they will start crime families. And those are the white ones, by the way. So you can imagine what problems we'll have with, with other people. We, well, it's true. Well, it's there. My African-American laughed again. He's, he needs, so after the show, we have to get him a Blacks for Trump sign. <laughs> so as long as your African-American laughs, everything is fine for this? this? Have you ever been to a comedy club? When they laugh, it makes everything okay. <laughs> we have to do better for our people that are here today. Okay, we're too worried about all these people coming here. I think that was a great remix of the, of the... And by the way, the Statue of Liberty, we act like she's some great lady. She's like some big woman in a robe. Not hot, by the way. You know, kind of unattractive, very old. Who's judging her looks? Well, why are we listening to her? She can't even speak. She's got like some poem. By the way, poetry sucks. And so I like that the coach went with the remix. You know, he's like the R. Kelly of immigration. This is his, this is Ignition Remix Statue of Liberty version. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm actually going to be on your, on your, on your side on, on this story. Uh, so that's it? We're y- done with immigration? Yeah, we're done with immigration. Solved it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you solved it. It's just the, your stance on it. There's no changing. And what by the way, that just think. means they can't get the green card. They can come here legally. They can, you know, do some work and then leave. And then leave. But that's with a copy of Green Book and, <laughs> and Huck Book. And Huck Book, yes, of course. That's what we're calling it now. Huck Book. Huck Book. <laughs> How about Huckleberry Win? How about that? How about that for a? I for love a it, great Mr. Title. President. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Great title. My favorite title. The other title sucked. <laughs> That's a good title. Well, you've been in a Twitter war again. You, Somebody you kicked the presidential water, by the way. I think it was a glass. I think you did. Well, I think you might have done it. How? My I've, I've been sitting here the whole time. Who's rubber and who's glue? Did we forget that? No. We, I, I think I, you kicked the water. How the hell did I kick the water through the president? You're, 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 a, you're part a of a very sneaky, clever people. <laughs> because I'm a Jew? I didn't say that. You said it. Well, yeah, he, I, <laughs> I didn't say that. Excuse me, I didn't say that. Okay, I understand that. But me kicking that water... If there, I, he said it. He if said I it, may he quote you, it. that is fake news right there. Okay, Mr. President? Well, we'll see. Do you want my water, Mr. President? I mean, I am thirsty, but, I mean, you, you, can, you can have a sip. You can. You can have it. See how generous he is. You see how generous. You see the generosity. What he a is a businessman with a heart of gold. Heart of gold. Yeah. If that was an lot immigrant, of, he just would have spilled we it on the gold. floor, though. Wow. A lot now, of hostility coming from Bob. <laughs> Your Twitter war recently with uh, Scaramucci, and I actually happen to agree with you on this one because 
There we he, go. He well, was it's there. too late for you to you know kiss ass. I, I'm not. I'm I'm just telling you that I agree with you because he he served under you for 11 days, correct? I think 11 days he was. 11 days. Yeah, that's it. That was it. Yeah, it was very bad. And he was saying that you've changed. And you and know who took over after the mooch? Who? The there was greatest no press secretary in the history of secretaries oh. or press. Oh, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> he says that in his um, days that aren't my birthday, too. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> One of our greatest people. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mr. President, I agree because he said that you changed to be something when... You have been the same way the whole exact entire same. time. Always the same. Yeah, I'm not saying that's a positive thing. I'm just well, saying it you, is. you've just been the same. So he's totally wrong. You did not change throughout your presidency. Completely wrong. But why do you even waste your time with him on Twitter? You know, sometimes they say you don't want to beef down. That's what my good friend Jay-Z said. Don't beef down, he told you. But okay. what I say is, if you don't beef down once in a while, these little shits will think they can step to you. So sometimes it's good to make a show of some people. And that's what I did to, to Mooch. Not to be confused with the Cooch, who did that great <laughs> Statue of Liberty remix. We love him. We love the Cooch. <laughs> Possible episode title. Um, now, how come you didn't go at Tommy Lee? Did you see his tweet? I have it right here if you didn't see it. Well, what, 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 did, what did this loser who, like, hasn't made a hit, yeah, lost, lost his wife, by the way, to WikiLeaks? Uh, <laughs> said, you Trumpsters better pray that liberals... The WikiLeaks guy is now fucking Pam Anderson, who doesn't look so hot anymore, but still. I would never lose a wife to WikiLeaks. Just immigration, probably, right? What, what, what's that supposed to mean? Do you know you're talking... Not one of my 52 percenters. <laughs> there we go. There that we is go. a disloyal white woman. There we go. Would you like me to read what Well, Tommy read Lee some of what I'm sure it's genius material, what this guy wrote. Um... He wrote, you Trumpsters better pray that liberals never gain control of the White House again because we are going to pay you back so fucking hard for all of this shit. Planned Parenthood on every damn corner. We're going to repaint Air Force One, pussy hat pink, and fly it over beloved Bible Belt six days a week, tossing birth control pills, condoms, and atheist literature from the cockpit. It's we're not a bad to, idea. We're going to tax your... Uh, mega church is so bad, Joel Olstein will need to get a job at Chick-fil-A to pay his light bill. Speaking of Chick-fil-A, we're buying all those and giving them to any LGBTQ person. Uh, your sick cult leaders tortured with conversion therapy. Have fun with the new menu, you That was a shot fucks. at Pence. That was a shot at Pence, and I don't like it. Oh, no, this is the shot at Pence. Try the McPence. It's a, it's a boiled, unseasoned chicken breast that Excuse you have to me, eat Excuse me, how did Pence get a chicken sandwich? <laughs> I'm the pre... <laughs> How did Pence get his own chicken sandwich? I, I, well, this is Tommy Lee. You have to bring it up with him. To eat in the closet with your mother. Uh, we're going to gather up all of That's your That's a guns. good one. I will give the, uh, <laughs> the Motley Crue drummer his due. That is a good one. I'm going to use that on Pence. I don't think he wrote. <laughs> we're going to gather up all of your guns, melt them down, and turn them into a gargantuan metal mountain emblazoned with the face of Hillary Clinton. All parks be renamed Rosa Parks ASAP. We're replacing Confederate statues with BLM leaders and Mexican immigrants. Every single public school will be renamed after a child that was kidnapped by this regime. And after we fumigate the White House, we're repainting it the whole thing rainbow. Fox News will be taken over and turned into a family refugee shelter. We're turning Hannity's office into a giant unisex bathroom with changing tables and free tampons. And every single time a Trumpster complains about any of the changes, we're adding an openly gay character to a Disney movie. I don't think Tommy Lee wrote it, because that's really, it's good. That's solid right there. Like, 
like he's not the era. singer and the lyricist of the group. He's the fucking drummer who goes upside down, you know? So, you know what? It shouldn't surprise anybody, really, that Tommy Lee has these radical views. Okay. Why? Well, you know, everybody knows if you've seen the tapes, you know, he's got a cock like a black. <laughs> Not as, big, not as big as mine, but he's got a cock like a black. <laughs> so obviously that's kind of given him the politics of a black. So this is a very radical, kind of disturbing view of America. He obviously hates America. I don't mind the shots he took at Pence, though. Those were funny. But, uh, you know, Ted Nugent is obviously a much better rock star than him, so I'll listen to what Ted says. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Tommy Lee wrote that. Okay. Well, we, we agreed on something today. That's I saw the dirt. Tommy Lee, not so bright. <laughs> is that the movie on Netflix? It is. Okay. I watched it during uh, the government shutdown. I know. You really binge-watched a lot time. of shows during But I also time. listened to the audio book, and apparently Tommy Lee and Nikki Six committed various Epstein-like crimes, so maybe he wants to watch it before he comes after me because I'll come after him much harder than he was in that tape. All right. Well... Is that a, that's a threat to Tommy Lee? You hear that shit? Yeah. Okay. Um, White House lawn, dick off, me and Tommy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have a dick off with Tommy Lee? <laughs> That'd be awesome, Mr. President. The the last piece of news that actually came out this morning. And I get to bring Kanye and Ben Carson with me. <laughs> like as corner men or to like, I, I don't, okay. Um, so, <laughs> Chris Cuomo, I don't know if you saw the video. You mean Fredo? I, I, I would not call that, uh, say that to his face, Mr. President. Um, he was quoted after someone did call him Fredo. He thinks Fredo is uh, the N-word for Italians. Um, are there any Italian people here tonight? Okay. Um, I can tell you this right now. Yes. I know that it's not the N-word for Italians because I never say Fredo. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, a heckler, or uh, he says it was a Trump supporter. Probably one of our great MAGA people who are under attack by the fake news. Continue. Right. Uh, called him Fredo, and he got very upset. And he said, that's the weak brother from the Godfather. And that's like calling me the N-word for Italians. And then after they went back and forth, he said, I'll fucking ruin your shit. I'll throw you down these stairs like a fucking punk. Um, which was pretty strong words from a CNN anchor. So what do you think, Mr. President? I mean, he spoke well, very I loosely. I thought you would appreciate that. I think he's one of these guys who probably does CrossFit and thinks he's very tough. <laughs> But I can take him, and he better not bring that to me. But I will say this. Whenever I watch The Godfather, I always look at Fredo, and I go, hey, that's the Don Jr. You call... That's not very nice, Mr. President. What's not nice? I mean, you're insulting your son. Who? <laughs> Don Jr., you just... that That's your child. Well, it's somebody, and I don't like him, and I call him... He's the Fredo of my entourage, so I call Fredo Don Jr. I hope that's okay with, with Chris Cuomo. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know if it is okay with him, but I'm just... CrossFit Columbus, that's what I'm going to call Chris <laughs> Cuomo. I hope he likes that one. Maybe he likes that one better than Fredo. CrossFit Columbus. <laughs> that's a good ring, too, Mr. President. That's a good ring. Amerigo Vespucci. I would Laugh. Have, I would have stopped that. That was a good one. <laughs> I would have stopped the CrossFit Columbus. That was well, a good one. that's why I have bars and you don't. All right. But don't you appreciate how unfiltered he spoke? No, I can respect that. All right. Um, you know, but he also sounded... Uh, whenever I see him and Kellyanne going at it on the news, I always think they look like Chris Klein and Tara Reid from American Pie <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> 
That's a good one. That's a good observation. That is a good, I don't know what these PC people are <laughs> <laughs> acting like that's not one of the greatest lines they've ever heard. <laughs> well, Mr. President, I wanted to open up the floor to your listeners and pre-approved your, questions. Your of of course, and your supporters, and great, I wanted to go people. out into the audience and and field questions for you because the the election is coming up next year, 2020, and and these are your people, and they have concerns and questions for well, these you. These are probably the Ocasio-Cortez people, if we're being totally honest. You think so? You know. Well. Um, if you have a question for the president, please uh, raise your hand and I will come to you. And if the court doesn't reach, you're going to have to come to me. Um, anyone have a question for the president? Not all at once. He's the president okay. of the United right States. Here. There we go. Um, One reporter is being president. brave. Let's see if this reaches over here. Make way for Bob. Make way for Bob is right. Um, what about Bob? <laughs> Timely reference. And, and what's your name? Marcia. Mr. President, this is Marsha. Not the Brady Bunch I was expecting. <laughs> Just like a new remix, a reboot for the PC people, the Wayne Brady Bunch. Mr. President. Yes, thank you for the respect. Why are you singling out people that you claim are black identity extremists as worse terrorists than Al-Qaeda and white supremacists in this country? And you're monitoring them and, and harassing them. Why are you doing that? Who are the, the black who? As soon they're, as I, they're, they're you said black and I said, well, I'm crossing the street. Are, that sounds these scary. Are, these identity. Are, Extremists. Black Lives Matter. Oh, they're um, they're they're the worst. They are, they are tearing our country apart with their rhetoric, and uh, their speed, and their muscles, <laughs> and it's a very aggressive. It's you know you see people coming down the street at night, and you go, that looks like a Black Lives Matter person. <laughs> I better cross the street. So I think it's important that we all feel very safe from these people, so that's why I think we're monitoring it a little tougher than maybe these mentally deranged lone wolf people they call white supremacists. This is our president. There he is. All right. Laid it out. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Great, great question. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you will join blacks for Trump. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. We still have plenty of time. <laughs> Plenty of time till the election. <laughs> are, there, are there any other questions for the president? Please come forward, ask him whatever you would like. I mean, there are so many issues in this country that we need to solve. What's your name, sir? David. Uh, Mr. President, uh, more and more people are concerned about climate change. Can you tell us uh, your uh, views and uh, how important it is to you, particularly with the upcoming election? Tremendously important. We've got to have clean air, clean water, which by the way, we have some of the cleanest air and cleanest water in the history of air and water. <laughs> they say that I'm not for the earth, but I want Ivanka to grow up in a healthy environment. <laughs> so I am very motivated to make sure that she is healthy and vibrant and well moisturized and just a wonderful, healthy human being with a lot to offer. So I believe it is very important that we keep our air clean and our water very drinkable. We gotta have some of the most drinkable water because you've gotta be able to drink it. Not a lot of people know that, but you've got to have, it's called drinkable. You need to have it drinkable. So the Dems are having their big you know, climate change. I know there's uh, Beto and the Lorax from Washington, Inslee, and all these, all these very sad people who don't realize that we have tremendous air, tremendous water. Uh, they're so wrong, and we're doing tremendous things, and we've got to bring back coal. And global warming is fake, Mr. President? I mean, it's warm today. 
Okay, that, that was enough. Um, are there any other questions to the president? We, we have time for one or two more questions. Sure, come on. There he is. <laughs> My African-American. You're going to have to come in here. Mr. President, uh, Mark from Brooklyn. Brooklyn as in the house, I believe they say. <laughs> as, as Did African you take the N-word train here? Did you take a cab? No, I actually have a car. I'm good. <laughs> Under my presidency, <laughs> this black has a car. Under Obama, he was probably taking a city bike or a hitchhiking. Car ownership for the black community is at an all-time high. Least racist president of this all time. And, and that, that relates to my question. What else are you trying to do to relate to the African-American community at this time? Well, I know Kanye, so that's pretty good. <laughs> and whenever Kim Kardashian comes to my office, depending on how persuasive she is, I free anywhere from one to ten blacks from prison. <laughs> on a scale of satisfaction from the case she makes... I free one to 10 blacks from prison. Jobs, so many jobs for the African-American community. Cars, we've now given <laughs> cars to the black community. They've never had that before, so that's unbelievable progress. Unbelievable this progress. This is our president, I mean, he's the best. He's the best president we ever had. And, and the tallest, look how tall he is. 6'4", 205, unbelievable. I, and can't, I can't believe it. It's, we've done so much criminal justice reform, jobs, cars, Kanye. We've done so much, and we're going to do a lot more. Bring back coal. The Democrats are a racist party, so yeah. they're not going to do anything. As the great Candace Owens said, one of the great African-American leaders, time to get off the Democratic plantation. The white people don't even know who Candace Owens is. That's, <laughs> that tells you... That tells you how much more woke I am. They want to make me sound racist, but I know a lot of the black leaders. I forgot to ask you, Mr. President, why are you on such a high seat tonight? And myself and Well, there's and no Sanders. high seat. It's just, as Huck knows, I'm just taller than He's the just two tall. of you. He's a great man. He's the greatest president we ever had. It seems because I have tremendous presence that I'm sitting in a higher chair. It's All called right. presence. I, I understand now. Uh, we have time for one more question from anyone in the crowd. One more question. Who would like to ask the president? Anything goes. You could ask him policies. Can they ask a personal question? All questions. Are All okay. questions. Anything personal. Could be about his wife, his kids. Kids oh. are... Okay. <laughs> kid. One kid. Ivanka. D just one child. Are there any other questions? Everyone here is... Well, everybody's done. They've gotten to meet their president. It's been a tremendous honor for them. So... You'd like to ask a, a question? Yeah, sure. What, what's your name, ma'am? Sheila. Sheila. Okay. Why are you such a bloody wanker? Ooh. Very insulting, Mr. President. I, I, my apologies. That was... First of all, fake Brit. <laughs> the only time that I am a bloody wanker, as the fake Brit said, is when melatonin is having her period. And then I have a bloody wanker. Obama would have never answered that question. <laughs> w, George Bush would have never answered. I give you full access to the greatest presidency in the history of all countries. So, you're welcome. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, Ms. Sanders, how are you going to finish out your birthday tonight? I know you're going to go home and you're going to blow the candles out on your cross cake. And... Um, <laughs> That's right. That's faith right. Still based cake. Unbelievable. Uh, faith based cake. I took I'm a private jet from Little Rock over here to LaGuardia mm -hmm. and then took a cab over here to QED. So I'm going to backtrack. LaGuardia, by the way, definitely the Fredo of New York airports. <laughs> <laughs> 
Only he calls it that. Only Take he, that how you that. will, Columbus. I can't call it that. Uh, and then go see uh, Brian with a Y, my husband, and uh, my kids. Did you get uh, any good birthday presents? Uh, well, being here. Being here is the best gift. Is really the best. I have missed you so much, Mr. President. I really I have. I flew her in here free of charge. Her birthday present was a free flight to do this podcast. So good. It's the greatest present. It's such an honor to work with him, for him, I would have gotten her tickets to a Broadway show, but there's too many uh, LGBTQED people. <laughs> so her and her family wouldn't have really dug that. But coming to this nightclub is really good. It's uh, my favorite. It's really nice, you know, and working with you, Guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been an honor, you know, to serve the people. I just want to, you know, be a public service. That's all. When does the book come out? Uh, well, I'm still still typing it, uh, working on it a little bit, a little bit by a little bit, and uh, you know, I fill my days with uh, playing with my kids, and uh, I write a little bit, and then go to a coffee shop and write a little bit, and uh, you know, I come home and make dinner and write a little bit, mm -hmm. and you know, maybe we'll pursue it next year. <laughs> It's going to be a New York Times bestseller. I can't wait. It's going to be real good. More importantly, it'll be a Fox News bestseller. Mr. President, are you going to write a review for the book or the, or the forward for the book or, or anything for the book? Have you asked him? We're going to have some people put together a nice forward. That's, that's very... That's oh. real nice. That's a, that's a good gift. That's a good gift. So people are going to put it together, but then you're going to put your name on it? Forward by Donald J. Trump. Bestseller. I see it. That's that's what I see it with write. both my eyes. I'm just gonna write forward, <laughs> Donald Trump. That'll be page one, and then they can get to the book. But that's not what a forward is. You know what they said? What the presidency was? Then I got a hold of it and I reshaped it. So right. So you're changing how books are written now. Well, we'll see. Look at Simon and Schuster over here. Is that your name, Simon? He's no, he looks more like a Garfunkel. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Garfunkel. What else you got for us? Well, uh, that was it. I, I thought we'd have uh, more interesting audience members asking questions. Don't but, uh, excuse <laughs> me. Don't don't wow. blame our great people. Do not wow. blame our great people who came out to this. That's your fault. You're putting me on the side with the reporters. You're how making me have to defend reporters. But how is that my fault that they didn't ask enough questions? Did Maybe. somebody else have a question? Did we I have don't one think here. Oh, we have we have them. one more question here. See, I I'll give you hey, a microphone here, you. here. I'm closer. Okay. For the listeners listening to the podcast this week, tremendous African American support. <laughs> 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 You're gonna think it's a joke, but it's actually true. We've had so much African American support. I'm actually a little anxious. <laughs> Hello, Mr. President. Dwayne. Hello, uh, Dwayne. Visiting from out of town, from the great state of Massachusetts. Oh, and, uh, you got Pocahontas over there, so I don't know how great it is. Yes, we do, sir. Um, I, I was wondering about your thoughts on everything that's uh, occurred with Jeffrey Epstein. To me, it sounds like something just pulled out of uh, a script for House of Cards. And so, in connection, possibly, with the Clintons, what else do you think is happening in terms of skeletons in the closet? I think on top of the Clintons, I think we're going to find out that I had nothing to do with him at all. I think that's going to be the big revelation, is that Donald Trump is free and clear of all Epstein involvement. I think we're probably going to see, you know, maybe Chris Cuomo was like workout buddies with him. I think we're going to see maybe Scaramucci was giving him financial advice. Who else insulted me this week? Um... <laughs> Tommy Lee Tommy was probably Lee. playing drums yeah. for him at like a bar mitzvah or something. Uh, Im immigrants. You just well, I thought it we're going to find out he was probably running some sort of immigrant underground railroad through his big mansion. You know, maybe picking off a few for his own enjoyment, but then sending the rest up north. And uh, I think we're going to find out a lot of terrible things about Jeffrey Epstein. And I, uh, I think he's going to pay for his crimes. Didn't, didn't you hang out with Jeffrey? Well, he, how, he, how's he paying for his crime? This he's, is he's a, dead. This he's, is dead. An he's dead, Mr. President. I don't know who was slower, this crowd or you. <laughs> getting that I'm joke. looking at notes here. Greatest president. I'm looking at notes here, and then I, I, I heard you. 
Um, the good news is, the good news is for everybody is that the uh, is it the Epstein brothers bagels? I guess they have one brother left to run their it's bagels. It's the Einstein so, brothers. Well, maybe it's Einstein, maybe it's Epstein, Who's but at least say? there's one brother left to run the bagel there shop. Didn't you hang out with Jeffrey Epstein on a few occasions? There's pictures of you and him together. Are those doctored? Well, let me ask you a question. Like, if you were at a, you know, a basketball game, right? Okay, probably the Nets. I don't think you're Knicks material. <laughs> Madison Square Garden, maybe out of the tech stuff range. But if there was like a serial killer, like in the arena while you were there, like if you went to see, how about this? If you went to see a football game and O.J. Simpson were playing in the game. And then I say, 20 years later, is this a picture of you cheering for O.J. Simpson? Does that mean you murdered people? No, but I'm, I'm a Jets fan, not a Bills fan, so that would never happen, Mr. President. Well, you've got the butt fumble, so... Yeah, that's you know. for sure. I can't argue with him on that so one. So if I was in the same room as Jeffrey Epstein, because I have tremendous wealth and a lot of great people know me, then that can't be helped. No, I understand that, but you've... You've hung out with him and spoken to him on many occasions. I think hung is a very bad word to use with him right now. I think it's very disrespectful. It's really, it's really in poor taste. Rest in power, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, Mr. President, uh, I really appreciate you doing a live podcast with us tonight in the city that you grew up in. I really appreciate you coming here. Don't be fooled by the mics. They're not picking up the tens of thousands of people (laughs) in attendance. There's so many people here. So many. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders, happy birthday. Good luck with your book. Thank you, John. And thank you so much for coming down and flying out here on your birthday. Thank you. I miss you, Huck. I miss you too, You know, Obviously, Melania is a lot hotter, but... I still feel like I'm missing that connection with you. I think poor people call it love. (laughs) I love you too, Mr. President. In that platonic way, because I'm married to Brian with a Y. Uh, Of course, of course. Okay, enjoy your cake, cake, cake. (laughs) Thank you, you, Mr. President. Just want to say also, please follow us at Trump Pod on Twitter. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Trump Pod on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook.com backslash making podcasts great again. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Tell a friend, leave a review, spread the word. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Sharon Spell, thank you so much. Give it up for Sharon Spell, everyone. Let her hear it. And of course, the President of the United States, Mr. J.L. Colvin. Let him hear it also. My soul dies a little bit every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming out. Very much appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please, you know, tell a friend, get a friend to listen or leave a review or or something. Uh, That's it. That's all we got. God help us all.